Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Northbound Gear. Northbound Gear is designed for maneuverability and durability and is made to last through even the toughest of elements. My go-to for their pants is the Water Resistance Adventure Pants and their lined waterproof jeans. I've worn them while out ice fishing, crawling through the woods bear hunting, and on the west coast out on the boat. And I even wear them around when I'm having a lazy day at the house. They are that comfortable. They also offer jackets, summer pants, backpacks, and many more. Men's and women's sizes are available, and by partnering with One Tree Planted, you're planting a tree with every purchase. Check them out for yourself at northboundgear.co, and when you use my promo code SHELDON15 at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your order. That's northboundgear.co and promo code SHELDON15. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and uh, you know, the other day I was roaming around on the internet and I seen somebody ask a question, uh, and I thought at first it was a pretty straightforward question, uh, but turns out it's not. Uh, the question was, if you had to pick one rifle, one caliber, and one bullet to hunt with for the rest of your life, what would it be? And at first, I thought it was going to be an easy, quick, well, it'd be this. But then I kind of started thinking, and man, it is a loaded question. And I think, you know, right off the hop to simplify it, just cut out, you know, small game hunting and and like africa game and just think like north america big game and even when you narrow it down to that it's still such a huge broad spectrum because you got to think we can hunt you know white-tailed deer mule deer black bear eh, sort of grizzly uh, you know we got moose elk antelope goats sheep and it uh man it's almost kind of hard because there's certain calibers and guns and bullets that are made for certain things and if you had to basically use just one for everything uh you'd be cutting hairs at the end uh you know starting things off one rifle you know i would honestly shy away from any like the newer ish rifles and i would look more towards like the ones that have been around for ever you know you got the brownings rugers seikos remingtons weatherby and you know they all have their pros and cons and you know different configurations barrel lengths magazines uh you know muzzle brakes stocks and all that stuff and you know, as much as I love things like Woodstocks, I would almost lean towards more like a synthetic stock just for all around usage of it. Uh, depending on where you're hunting at, if you're on like Vancouver Island where it rains constantly, you're not going to want a Woodstock. Uh, and if you're out in, you know, the mountains or something like that yeah maybe synthetics the way to go they can be a little bit lighter but then with that too 
you don't want an extremely light gun because then if you're using a bigger caliber for something like a moose, you don't want a you know five or six pound mountain rifle. You want something with a little bit of weight to it. And uh, you know there's there's so much that goes into this. And you know when it comes to the rifle, ah uh, man, it's a it's a tough one for me because I would. I really like Seikos, but I've never owned one myself. Uh, from everybody that I've talked to, though, that has them, the the Seikos are kind of the, the go-to. Uh, for me, myself, though, I've had extremely good luck with Ruger's. Uh, my Weatherby, it's been a great gun. Uh, the Weatherby Mark V that my dad had, uh, it was a great gun until a piece of sand kind of got into the chamber and he wasn't able to cycle around uh now that has only happened once but if we're doing this whole what if scenario thing where you can only choose one gun for the rest of your life uh, that would honestly take it out of the running um remington back in the day maybe 20 years ago absolutely it'd be a runner-up nowadays you, I, I mean, I, a Remington 700 is as good as a crowbar to me. I, I have no use for that whatsoever. Uh, a while ago though, the Remington 700, that was by far the top tier number one rifle around. Uh, so for me, I think for the rifle itself, it either have to be like a Seiko 85 or maybe probably a Ruger M77. I have two of them now. I think I've owned three in my lifetime. And they're one of those guns that just keeps on going. Uh, no, I've had four of them now. Yeah, because I got the 22 Magnum. Uh, but yeah, like the Ruger M77 Hawkeye, it's just a plain Jane rifle. Uh, it's not a detachable magazine. Uh, it's just the the hinge floor plate holds three rounds. Uh, I got one that's a woodstock, two that are synthetic. The first one that I had was a synthetic, but that was the uh, it was one of the the feather feather light ones, and I wouldn't I wouldn't own a one one of those again. That was uh, that one was a little brutal. That one kicked pretty hard because it was such a light rifle but the ruger m77 hawkeye and you know what it's a really really hard one to beat so i think that would be the rifle that i'd go with and it would just be the plain jean run of the mill you know 24 inch barrel have blue door stainless i don't think it really matters and probably just the black synthetic stock uh you know much like how my 300 wooden mag is set up uh, and I, I only would go with the synthetic just because this is, you know, one for the rest of your life kind of a thing. And who knows if I'm, like I said, on Vancouver Island hunting blacktail deer where you're going to be getting rain for, I mean, like it sounds kind of funny, but like eight of the seven days that you're hunting because <laughs> it rains so much, I, you know, you, you really don't want a woodstock there. It's going to absorb all that water and it's going to swell up and potentially break and it's just you know 
for the whole scenario that we're running here, it would have to be just the regular black synthetic stock. Uh, when it comes to scopes, honestly, it's what I'm running right now on almost all of my go-to guns. It's just a loophole. Whether it's the, I guess it'd be Freedom now, used to be a Rifleman, now it's a Freedom, or a VX1, 2, or 3, one of them, and just a regular 3 to 9 by 40. That is a very, very easy one to answer, because it's what I have on my guns right now. Uh, you know, you can make the argument that one of the 5 to 25 by 40s, or 5 to 25 by 50s, or something like that, I might be a little bit better, but honestly, I'm not into long range shooting anymore. And you know, the 25 power scope, I just, yeah, you don't need it. You know, it's cool to be able to reach out and touch something and to zoom just right in on them, kind of a thing. But you know, if this scenario is just one gun, one caliber, one bullet, one setup for everything, you know, a three to nine by 40 covers everything and if that animal is too far to see in a three to nine by 40 you're most likely too far to be shooting that far anyways uh you know get closer it, hunt the animal but uh yeah so i think the rifle would be ruger m77 hawkeye scope loophole freedom or i mean i guess if we're not really worried about spending money maybe one of the VX3s or something like that, you know, a slightly better build quality kind of a thing, but uh, I don't know, it'd be fine. But even with that, you know, if it was a loophole Vortex, maybe Swarovski, I, I don't know. I'm not big into Swarovski. I think they're just extremely overpriced for, for what you get, and, like, they are amazing optics, but... I can't justify the price tag that they want on them. But, uh, yeah, I think Leopold Freedom or VX1, 2, or 3, we, that's all you need. Uh, 3, 9 by 40, you you can hunt anything anywhere in the world, basically, with a 3 to 9 by 40. Uh, when it comes to caliber, though, that's where things get start to get tricky. Uh, you know, you can pick your favorite gun, your favorite scope. It's very easy. A plain Jane rifle, that's not going to, you know, jam up, swell, and break or whatever. And it's easy to maneuver. And it's not extremely light and it's not extremely heavy. You know, that part's easy. A scope, one that kind of just does everything like a 3 to 9 by 40 easy. Caliber, oh boy where this is where you start cutting hairs and you know especially nowadays with all these new uh calibers that are coming out and a bunch of oddballs and stuff you know you have to kind of almost break it into like three categories you have like your small cal calibers your mediums and then your larges and you know your small ones they can work on the larger animals yeah, but you're running into a lot of issues and then your large calibers it will work on a small critter but the problem is if you shoot say uh white-tailed deer the 378 weatherby honestly shoot it in the foot 
because you might have something left. If you <laughs> punch it between the lungs there, you know, behind the shoulder, man, I don't know if there's going to be much left of that deer. Uh, but then also, that being said, take, I don't know, say a two twenty three, Shoot a deer with it, it's a great round. Shoot a moose with it, uh, it can be done, especially if you kind of whisper it behind the ear. Uh, then it works pretty good. But to take a lung shot on a moose with the two twenty three, you're not going to have a good time. Same thing with like bears. Uh, in fact, the biggest bear that I've killed was with a two twenty three with a varmint bullet. But certain circumstances, that bear was 30 feet up in a tree and I shot him in the neck. And when that bullet did what it's supposed to do, which is just fragment, uh, it did just knock everything out of his neck. So there was that. And then also he came 30 feet out of a tree and hit the ground. So if the shot didn't kill him, if the fragmentation in his neck didn't kill him, falling 30 feet and landing on your head definitely did. Uh, <laughs> but with that being said, that's not a everyday shot kind of thing that you're going to be taking. So when it comes to your calibers, the smaller ones like your 223, 22, 250, 7mm weight, even like 308 and you know 338 Federal. Uh, the 308 and 338 Federal, they're kind of small getting into that medium side. Uh, just because, not uh, mainly because there's 30 caliber and you can get big bullets for it. Plus, there's a lot of people that use them for moose, and they have incredible success with them. Uh, but then you have all these oddball calibers and new calibers, like the 350 Bushmaster, there's the 450 Bushmaster, 300 Blackout, uh, the new 6.5s. Uh, you have some of the older ones, like a 6.5 by 55 Swedish. They're, they work great. For the majority of animals, but if this is going to be one caliber that you use for for everything North America wide kind of a thing, uh, they're they're just too small. However, the 308 and maybe uh, 338 Federal, it might get has that one little notch up on the rest of the small calibers, uh, just because of the the bullet size and the variety of uh, bullet weights that you can get off of them. Now going into like the medium calibers, basically it's like the old school go-to rounds. You have like your 3030, 270-280, 25-06, 7mm, you know, with those ones, they've been around for decades, and everyone, including their grandparents, have all owned something in that range of like the thirty odd six, two seventy, or man, not so much two eighty, and like seven mm. Uh, with me though, when it comes to seven mm, and it's you might get a little flack for this. I don't like it at all. It's a great uh, it's a great round for things like deer, antelope, but uh, moose, elk, and bears. I have 
no desire whatsoever to ever shoot another animal with a 7 of them. Uh, I've had two of them now. And the first one, I got rid of it because I just, I wounded too many moose. And thankfully, at the time, I was hunting with my dad. And he was able to put them in their place with a 300. Uh, I've had black bears just disappear after a double lung shot with them. And this is with proper shot placement, proper bullets. And, you know, it's just, there's better calibers out there. There really is. Like, the 7mm, it got to the point where I was just wasting my time and money trying all these different varieties of bullets and weights and all that stuff. And I just, I, I couldn't come around to liking it. Uh, there is lots of people that completely swear by it and like this, this conversation's over before it even starts with, you know, what caliber to choose. There's a lot of diehards out, diehards out there that'll say 7mm, just cut and dry, leave it there. Uh, but for me, I'm leaning more towards the 30 calibers, uh, mainly because of your bullet selection, uh, you know, the. 30 odd six, 308, maybe 338 federal. Uh, with that one though, you have to think about where you can find ammo. Uh, I highly doubt you can go into Walmart and pick up 338 federal bullets. Uh, or if there's some whatever little small town in the backwoods somewhere that has like a tiny little small hunting store there. They're most likely not going to have any oddball calibers or any of like the semi-oddball calibers like 338 Federal. Uh, you know, and when it comes to the smaller, smaller-ish calibers like the 6.5s, that new 6.8, for me, I'm just not, not into it. Uh, I think the market for those is more or less uh, target shooting and long-range shooting. And the marketing teams have done a great job saying that these are phenomenal hunting rounds. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. I think it's more or less like a phase that everybody's going through. And eventually it's, it's not going to die out, but it's definitely going to slow down, I think. And, you know, the, the go-to calibers are the ones that have been around forever. Uh, so, like, so far we got our neck down to pretty well... 308, 30-06, 270, maybe 300. Uh, and I say maybe 300 because, you know, I shot a deer with it this fall. And uh, it actually didn't do that much damage. But would you want to use it strictly as a deer gun? <sighs> Probably not. Or an antelope or a goat or a sheep. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's pushing a little little too much energy, I think. And then when it comes into, like, your big calibers, you know, your ultra mags, uh, pretty well any Weatherby round other than, like, 7mm and, and lower. But, uh, you know, you got your, like your 300 Weatherby, you got 338 Winchester, 300 Win Mag, any like safari rounds or calibers you know they're just 
they're too big. And like I said at the beginning, they there are certain calibers that are made for certain things. And basically, once you get around like that 300, 338 size and up, it they're meant they're meant for one thing, one thing only. You know, it's African game, maybe grizzly bear, and somebody with a big ego who's shooting a moose. Uh, other than that, we you really don't have any use for them. Uh, like in this argument, uh, you know, I would love to have like I don't know a four fifty eight just to have it. You know, it would be kind of cool, and I would you know hunt bears with it. But I'm definitely not going to take it on a deer hunt. Uh, so and it kind of brings us back down to like those medium sized calibers, and you know when it comes to you look at the ballistics of like a 308 and a 270 they're not i mean they they're fairly similar and they're fairly close same with like the 30 odd 6 uh 7mm just get rid of that and then you know a 280 25 odd 6 they're great rounds too uh you know dad has a 25 odd 6 it's his go to moose gun uh he used to have he used to pack his 280 a lot for moose and you know i packed my 300 for moose i used to pack a 7mm but i just got rid of that i traded it in on a on a 22 to be honest with you uh but you know when it comes to calibers i would i would honestly have to lean towards like a 30 odd six uh the the bullet selection and the weights that you have is you know, it's a thirty caliber. Uh, you can go anywhere from. I'd have to double check, but like, if you're hand loading, and you're kind of crazy, you could do eighty grain bullets, and you can go all the way up to like, was it two hundred and twenty grain bullets? So like, the range of weights is huge, but if you just stuck to a thirty odd six shooting, I don't know, maybe. 160 on the light end or 180 185 grain bullets honestly if you're packing that in north america i think you're set you could go from vancouver island and shoot a sitka deer up to the yukon and shoot a giant bull moose and then maybe somewhere on the close coastline and shoot a grizzly bear if it's you know legal uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like a 30 odd six with, you know, 180 grain bullets, you can go anywhere and shoot anything. You can shoot deer, elk, moose, black bear, grizzly bear, sheep, goat, you know, like it is such a versatile round and caliber and the amount of rifles that you can get it chambered in, uh, you can go to sportsman's warehouse cabela's canadian tire walmart random store at like moonshine lake you can find 30-06 bullets everywhere so you know it it's a pretty hard one to beat other than maybe 270 uh and also 308 the only thing with 308s i like a slightly larger caliber so the 308 just because it's 
just that little bit smaller than the 30 odd six or 270 i think that's what kind of takes it out of the run but uh yeah if i had to pick caliber it'd be a 30 odd six so now that we have a ruger m77 hawkeye with a three to nine by 40 scope with you know chambered in a 30 odd six now you got to think about bullets and bullets are just like calibers where certain bullets are made for certain things you know you have like your varmint bullets your cup and core bullets your bonded bullets your solid bullets and uh you know when it comes to things like say federal fusion they're one of the in my opinion one of the best uh commercially available bullets that you can get uh now they're not going to they're not going to work like a nozzle partition because they're just built differently but for like an all-around good bullet the fusions are are pretty hard to hard to beat and you can find them everywhere but you can say the same thing about nozzle acubons nozzle acubon and federal fusion they're they're fairly similar in the way that they're built but if you look at say nozzle partitions that one is extremely hard to beat uh not only do you get rapid expansion but you also get uh the the bottom third of that bullet how it's how it's built designed and kind of cased inside you get massive penetration and it's been around i Jeez, I, I don't even know when it was built. Uh, man, it's been like generations it's been around for. Uh, with that being said, too, a lot of other bullet companies, they basically take what a nozzle partition is and just try to make their own version of it. So, like, the nozzle partition, man, it is a very, very hard one to beat. Uh, but then there's also ones like... Uh, terminal accent uh from federal uh that's what i'm shooting right now out of my 300 and boy that that one's another one that's gonna be hard to beat uh the way it opens up extremely quick but then it holds its weight and you get massive penetration and also those ones they kind of seem to be another one that's kind of available everywhere uh yeah, but so are the Acubons and Partitions. And then you have things like Barnes Triple Shock. Uh, they're all copper. They work extremely well on heavy hide animals. But when it comes to the smaller game, like your deer and antelope, I, I don't know. I shot a deer once with my 257 Weatherby, and I was shooting Barnes Triple Shock. And those bullets were phenomenal on elk and absolutely amazing on moose. But the deer, I think it was because the deer hide was so thin and that bullet is traveling so fast that when it hit, it just, it made a pinhole. You know, it didn't do, like it, it obviously it opened up quite a bit and it did eventually do the job, but... I've I don't think I've ever had anything actually hold one of those bullets 
in. You know, it's always gone completely through. And, you know, the exit wounds are always... They always seem kind of small, to be honest with you, for Barnes Triple Shock. But if I was going to choose one for a real thick, heavy-coated animal, like a grizzly or black bear, I would 100% use them. Well, I'd use them again on a black bear. But for when it comes to deer, I don't know if I'd want to use a Barnes Triple Shock on deer. Uh, you know, it works, and it worked okay. It, it did put meat in the freezer. But when it comes to deer, something along the lines of, like, Acubons or Fusions is what I'd lean towards. However, with Acubons and Fusions, I don't, I don't really like them on the thicker animals. You know, when it comes to elk, no problem. Moose and bear, however, I want those semi-solid bullets. You know, that's where nozzle partition and terminal ascent, they are kind of my go-tos now. Uh, plus, I've also used them on deer-sized animals, and they worked flawlessly. So the way that they, when they hit, they open up extremely quick. And then the way they're designed, they they penetrate like crazy. And uh, the fact that a good majority of, of bullets are designed off of the partition, I man, it's a hard one to beat. Terminal Ascent, they are a phenomenal bullet from what I've seen so far. But right now... I'm telling you, the nozzle partition, it, it's it's got to be the go-to. Uh, a lot of people, they like the burger and burger hybrids and all that stuff, but yeah, they're target rounds. Uh, plus, the burgers, they're, to me, they're like kind of like a dolled-up varmint bullet. They go in, they explode, and there's nothing left of the bullet, and I don't like that at all. Uh you know, there's something about grenading a bullet inside of an animal. I, nah, it's not for me. I like just a, a good, solid bullet that does its job day in, day out. And there's never any, uh, you know, you're not questioning your bullet. You know, if you bring up the, the topic of bullets with other hunters... Basically, the same three come up. You got, well, maybe two. And it's typically Nozzler. Nozzler Partition, Nozzler Acubons. Those two will be discussed at least by eight of the ten hunters that you're talking to. So for me, because I like the way that Nozzler Partitions work on the bigger game, I would have to say Nozzler Partition takes the cake. Uh, the Acubon, they are good, but the problem with the Acubon that I've had when you're shooting the larger game is that they don't go all the way through and you only get one hole. Or it goes all the way through, but it stops on the hide on the other end, and I like to have that exit uh, just for better blood trailing. And also, it's just, to me, it's just a better overall shot if it goes all the way through. Uh, they bleed out faster. You get a good blood trail, and your recovery rate is extremely high. So, there you go. Uh, if I had to pick one gun, one caliber, one bullet, it would be a Ruger 
M77 Hawkeye with a loophole 3 to 9 by 40. 24 inch barrel that's either blued or stainless. That part doesn't really matter to me. Be chambered in a 30 out 6 and I'll be shooting 180 grain nozzle partitions. But, anyways, guys, if you're just listening to this and you want to watch the video version, head over to YouTube and check it out on there. Uh, also, if you're listening to this, uh, please leave me a review. Let me know how I'm doing. And uh, if you could, head over to YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're still trying to grow that up and uh, trying to make this a full-time gig. But anyways, guys, I appreciate you watching. I appreciate you listening. We'll see you out there. Catch you on the next one.